welcome to the Joyful Miles podcast, the podcast that's all about enjoying others to enjoy life one mile at a time. Today, I am your host. My name's Jackie, and I am here with my dear friend, Laura. Say hello. Wait, I'm sorry. Who are you again? Because I thought Rocky Balboa was here making a guest appearance. I was like really excited. Yo, Adrian! Oh, you poor puppy. Oh, my oh, gosh. gosh. You poor puppy. So to fill you all in on our, light, our latest events in life. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Like, I have to say, I've been really motivated lately. I've been working out and I've been running. And the other night I went for a run. It was finally cool. And it was, it was late. It was late. It was late. Oh. I'm out running. I did three miles with my husband. And then he's like, I'm going to go home. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to catch up on one of my favorite podcasts, which is called Babe with an exclamation point. And so I started running. I did three more miles. I'm listening to this podcast that I love. And... Then I stopped home, told my husband, I'm going to try to finish the podcast. I'm going to go for three more. So at the end, I would have ran nine miles. And I'm about eight point, I think, three, five into it. It's around 930 at night. And this is the longest I've run in a while. So I don't even think it's necessarily from the dark. I think it's more from like fatigued legs. But I tripped over the sidewalk crack. And you know what? Like it was like slow motion. Like I'm like projecting forward. And I'm like, hurry up, legs. Hurry, hurry. Catch up. Catch up to my body. And then it was like the knee hit, my shoulder hit, and then my head hit the ground. And oh I may have been like, fudge. And I laid there. And then I'm like, where's my phone? <laughs> oh, my God. Is it broken? I need to call home. And then I called Jeremy. And I'm like, I fell. And he's like, where? And I'm like, on my head. And he's like, where are you? <laughs> so anyways, I... I came home and I had this huge goose egg on my eye, my head and my eyeball. And anyways, I look really pretty with this really ugly black eye now. Well, I woke up and I looked at my phone and there was like all these messages between you and Jenna Lynn. Uh, and <laughs> I'm reading like the tail end about it, you know, and about head injury and, and all that. I'm like, what? What did I miss? So. Like we have no medical people like in our lives, in our families. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Jenalyn is a nurse. I'm going to text her. I'm like, Jenalyn, what do I do? And she was like asking me signs. She works in an emergency room. So she's like, are, do you feel sick? Um, are you dizzy? All that kind of stuff. And, you know, Jeremy's like, lay down. Let me, you know, get ice. And all I wanted to do really quick was shower. You're so sweaty and gross. Yeah. And I just was like, please just let me shower. And so I was able to shower. So I felt like I was okay. But then everyone scares you on Facebook. You're all like get it checked. Head injuries are serious, which they are. But so then I, I went yesterday and had to have a CAT scan and all that stuff, but I'm all good. I have to say, I'm glad you went, you know? Yeah. I think I would have been nervous and I feel great today. So, I mean, I look crazy, but I just, there's just, there's always that fear, but at the same time, I'm almost giddy with excitement and it's not because I have a black eye, but it's like, I just keep thinking about how grateful I am and how much worse it can be. I could have like, I couldn't be running. I could have lost my teeth. I could have broke my knee. Like, I'm fine. I'm sore, but I'll be good. So yeah. So no broken bone. Even though you hit your uh, shoulder and your knee, pretty yes. hard too. My shoulder's pretty sore, but I don't know. I can lift it. I think it. It just feels like a big deep bruise. So it's just. What did you? When you sent me that message, say that you look like Jim for the Oracle old cartoon. I was like cracking. Oh, up. oh my Jim, Jim, your your accent. I'm like, who's Jim? <laughs> Yeah, like my eye looks like Gem in the holograms because she had that like pink eyeshadow, and it's like this. My, the bruise looks like 
deep mauve eyeshadow. And actually, one of my customers last night was like, I thought you forgot to put makeup on your other eye. <laughs> it's getting darker as the time goes on. I'm glad. So be careful out there, everyone. Yeah. I'm glad you're uh, okay. I'm glad you went and got it checked out. Yes. So we're all good. But we're all good. A little silver lining about the situation was it kind of like inspired me for today's podcast. And it's a little bit different of a format. Not something we, you know, typically do, but I the podcast I was listening to, they went back and they were looking at old blog posts of theirs from about five years ago. And it was really interesting to hear about um, the person who does the podcast before I've started listening, what their life was like. So um, today we're going to kind of go back in time, like Marty McFly. <laughs> and Laura and I, thank God we did this. I'm so grateful we did. And you probably yes. inspired me to do this, is to write about our first marathon experiences. We, we both had our own blogs. At the time, you still do, right? Do you still blog? Yeah, mine is kind of like a writing author one. I'm not very active. I'd like to get more active on that one. I kind of, you okay. know, put a little bit more attention on Joyful Miles' blog. But yes, it's an author blog. But I used right. to do recaps on it occasionally. Yeah. And, and same with me. I started doing recaps on all my races. And same thing with Joyful Miles. It's like there's only so much free time. And I choose to focus it a little more on this. But it's funny to look back because – We've changed a lot. I mean, and then sometimes it's so funny because we're still the same. Like, exactly. I know it hasn't been that long, but in, in a running journey, it is kind of a long time ago. This is yeah. from what? 2015. 2015. Yes. So um, we thought we would kind of go back and read our blog posts, so kind of like diaries. And then we're going to pause and discuss. We're going to take it what day by day of the yes. trip that year. This was our first race together. So we're going to talk about the first day. And we're going to get going right now. Runforlaughs.blogspot.com. My first post. <gasps> Disney Marathon Weekend 2015 Recap. My first Disney Marathon Weekend 2015. About three years ago, I met some internet friends in Disney for 24 hours in the Magic Kingdom on Leap Day. This was such a big deal for me as my, to leave my family and kids to go do something I love without them. However, I had a fabulous time, and I made new friends and lifelong memories. While we were there, we agreed to do the Princess Half Marathon in 2013, and one day do the Disney Full Marathon. Maybe this was just a pipe dream in the moment, but I was super excited about these potential plans, and I started working toward these goals. My first Disney run was Princess Half 2013. Again, an amazing time, and I met even more internet friends, which have become genuine friends by this point. I did Dumbo Double Dare Challenge in 2013 and Wine and Dine Half in 2014. The biggest challenge for me, though, would be to complete the full 26.2 miles. I signed up in April, and my Leap Day friends did as well. I was so excited about it. I had never been a hardcore runner, but it gave me an excuse to go to Disney. I'd be willing to put in the time to get there. And on an impulse, I decided to sign up for the Goofy Challenge, which consisted of a 13.1 race, the half marathon, on Saturday, and 26.2 full marathon on Sunday. I just wanted three medals. To go all that way, I knew I'd feel happier coming home with more bling. Knowing this marathon was inching closer each passing day, my countdown to the race made me nervous. Unfortunately, the plans I made with my leap day friends fell through, and I was losing my motivation as summer ended and fall began, and I wasn't consistent with my runs. 
In early November, I decided I was going to defer my run because I knew I wouldn't be ready. And then I went to the wine and dine half. And while at the expo, I saw those medals I would receive if I did the Goofy Challenge. That Goofy medal won me over, and I decided I wanted to do this, even if my other friends weren't able to do with me. So I started buckling down and training more. I adapted the Jeff Galloway run-walk method, and I would do two shorter runs and one long run a week. I built from 10 to 13 and maxed out at 17 miles on December 20th, about three weeks before the race. Would I be able to do it? All right, oh. scroll up. Is that I okay? Have tears. I, have, oh. I have tears in my eyes because, oh. oh my gosh, I'm such a ball baby of the group. Oh, I'm so sweet. This is like, this is like oh. making me emotional here. Oh. I'm, I'm so loving this idea. Okay. And I promise I'm not going to be a big fat ball baby, although we it's all okay. know it's okay. It's okay. It's authentic. I love it. But right. I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt yours because I kind of feel like I have a nice little lead in here from right. my angle here. So this is um, a post from my Right Run Rejoice uh, blog from January 2015 called Marathon Weekend Recap Part 1 Backstory and Other Blah Blah Blahs because I'm just really great about titling. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip over the beginning um, and I'm going to get right into where I talk about the Marathon Weekend. Running in this event wasn't anywhere near my radar since my son was supposed to have surgery in December. So on registration day last April, I was a little bit bummed about not signing up, seeing as how many of my running pals were going, and I really wanted to do the Dopey Challenge. Instead, I registered for the Baltimore Marathon and decided that I would do a modified Mopey Challenge over the same weekend 48.6 miles in four days on the treadmill. Jackie, let's pause for a second to talk about how much that would suck. <laughs> Thank God you didn't do that. You'd probably never run again. I would never run <laughs> again. I think the most I've run on a treadmill was 20 miles. But oh. I, uh, anyway, sorry oh. about that. But in my <laughs> blog post, I do say, Thank God that one didn't happen. Can you imagine? No. But then we found out in mid-November that my kid's surgery had to be moved to June 2015. So I posted a, quote, quote, darn, I could have signed up, wine, er, message on my running group's Facebook page. Awesome enablers that they are, they encouraged me to find a bib and join them. My husband sealed the deal by suggesting, by suggesting we shorten our 2015 Princess Half Marathon trip and use extra money for Marathon Weekend. Another Run Disney event? Um, okay. <laughs> After some internet digging, I found a legal goofy bid through the awesome Rods Racing for Orphans with Down Syndrome. Thank you so much for your help, Kelly. And I also found a place to stay with a gal from my running group. I had just met Jackie during Wine Dine weekend, and I already knew we were kindred spirits and total soul sisters. Oh boy, was I right. Here's a little preview supporting that fact. And I have one of my favorite pictures, Jackie, where we were at, um, gosh, where were we staying? Remember when we pretended to hit you with a golf cart? Oh, I think that was at Pop. pop that, was, that, was, that was Pop. Yeah. So you're yeah. lying on the ground and your mom and I are in the golf <laughs> cart and I'm like, <gasps> we just ran over you. Anyway, train over the holidays did have its pitfalls, like having to do a 20 mile treadmill run 
here we go with the treadmill, Jackie, <laughs> on Christmas Eve, and then later trying to stay awake and fake physical comfort while visiting friends and family. Even my husband, an incredibly supportive guy, admitted that marathon training wasn't as fun. Then New Year's Eve hit, and I realized how unprepared I was. What about nutrition? Will I eat enough? And my running outfits? What will I wear? No, what will I wear? Are you telling me we did not have costumes or outfits planned by New Year's? Jackie, is this correct? Oh my gosh. Things, things have changed. <laughs> that is, I stumbled there. What about the training plan I chose? Did I do enough back-to-back -back runs? Will my running partner for the full, who I've never met before, like me? And oh my gosh, what if I can't poop before the full? Or worst, what if I have to poop during the full? So, so yeah, Jackie, that leads me up to my expo post. All right. But yeah, so much just the same. I mean, you know, we were worried about eating and out and pooping, and that part has not changed. Yeah. But now we talk. We'll definitely about get into a little poop conversation as we go. <laughs> yeah. What has changed okay. now is that we start worrying about our costumes before we register for right. the races now. Yeah, it's kind of mind-boggling how last minute we were. Yes. We, didn't like really have we definitely have got a system. We no. didn't do any costumes yeah. for this weekend. None. I can't even remember what I wore for the. Oh, yeah, I remember. All right, proceed. Sorry. All right. So day one of the trip, I have to admit, this is the first Disney trip I wasn't excited about. I dreaded how quick my countdown was going and just found my nerves took over being excited. We were to leave on Friday for Marathon Weekend. But JetBlue changed their flight, so we decided to switch to Thursday around 12.30. Our hotel reservations included staying at Pop Century for two nights, then moving to Boardwalk for three nights. While getting ready to leave, the snow began to hit Buffalo, and it was coming down. I was worried our flight would be canceled. And I have a picture of the runway, and it looks like Hoth from um, Star Wars. It's oh just pure white. Our flight ended up being delayed about an hour and a half, but the weather cleared just enough for us to leave. Yay, we're on our way to Disney World. We would be arriving around five at the airport and the expo closed at seven. I hoped we could get there and register that night so I could have all day Friday to enjoy the parks. Again, how crunched were we for time? It's so weird. We, we definitely give ourselves more time now. Yes. And it's, it's funny to look back and to think I was going to go Friday when the race is Saturday. Yeah. Yes, and you that. know what ended up happening? All the flights canceled the rest of the night. Yep. You would not we, have made it. I wouldn't have. So lesson, get there earlier. Yes. All right. So we finally arrive a bit late to Orlando and headed right to Disney's Magical Express. We arrived at Pop at six o'clock. We left our bags with Bell Services so we can head right to the expo, which closed at seven. We didn't arrive to the expo until about 6.40, and I ran around the place trying to pick up my packet, shirt, et cetera, before closing. I ran to the other building at 6.58 and picked up my pair of UFOs, my favorite flip-flops. Is this when your you know, UFO love began? It sure was. Well, I, I think I had a pair, and I wanted to get another. Ah, gotcha. I felt a little disappointed I didn't get to shop around more, but also looked at it as a way of not spending so much money which is easy to do at the expos. My mom was with me, we took some pictures and my nerves were starting to get the best of me. We took some pictures around the expo that night and headed back to the resort. That night I relaxed and took a bath and just started crying. Here I was in Disney and I was crying. Aww. I just, 
I think I was so let down by how my original plans had changed and everyone bailed and on doing the race. And I had so much fear that I would not succeed. And it just got the best of me. And I remember, I think you went out that night. So I don't know if you talk about that, but I remember it was just me and my mom in the room. Your stuff was there. And I remember yes. we had it all laid out really nice, <laughs> but it was just me and my mom. And my mom went to the food court and I just sobbed, sobbed like a baby in the tub. Oh, because I love my tubbies. <laughs> that's because I cheered with um, Lynn for the 10 guy. Oh, okay. Remember? Did you spend so we, the night there? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so do you have any, do you have any um, posts from your expo? I'm going to read a little bit of it. Um, by the way, if anybody would like to read these in their entirety, I'm going to have one big blog post that I'll link below. And in it, I will have links to both Jackie's post, my post, everything you want to see, and, and maybe some videos too. One thing I do want to point in, because it's going to come into play later, is how I saw what the uh, commemorative jackets were going, what they looked like. Jackie, do you remember? They were like the ones with the pink and teal Oh yeah, the sneaker, uh, running right? shoes on the back, yeah. and yeah. everyone was hating on them, but I loved them because they had like this '80s vibe with sparkles and pink and purple and teal. But you couldn't you couldn't buy the commemorative jackets. So um, they did tell me that you know any leftovers will be sold at the merchandise tent on marathon morning. So that's going to oh, come yeah. into play later. So anyway, hopping forward, um, to, uh, Lynn and I did cheer for the 10K, and I had so to this was you, Friday. This, this started was Friday. So I'm going to pick up on this one part that I would really like to to share. Um, let me just say this: I never in a million years ever thought I'd enjoy watching a run Disney race as much as I enjoy running them. I was wrong, so wrong. It was amazing seeing the waves and waves of people running past us, knowing that every single person there had their own story to tell, a battle they're fighting, or walls they're busting down. Some of them brought tears to my eyes, like a girl fast walking with a boot on her right foot. No, oh, Jackie, how ironic is that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And mine was on my right foot. Okay. Or the groups of people running for a cause, the gentleman carrying an American flag, Two girls dressed in It's a Small World costumes with the song playing from their backpack. Yes, that song is pure nails on a chalkboard, but they looked so cute. And what about the gal who did the dopey challenge in a fireman suit? Good grief. How awesome is that? At one point, Lynn, Lynn noticed a gentleman running our way and said, hey, isn't that Jeff Galloway? Why, yes, it was Jeff Galloway who thanked us for being there. So awesome. Many, many other runners thanked us for cheering, which as well, which I have to admit, while my purpose for being there was not for their acknowledgement, did make me feel pretty great, like my cheering touched them. I'm also sure to thank spectators when I run, so this made it even more, maybe even more enthusiastic about doing the same in return. So, so yeah, I have some more blah, blah, blahs, and I share some costume pictures. <laughs> and uh, I have in here how Lynn and I were trying to make up cheers like g-o-o-d-r-u-n good run good run oh again gosh. that came into play over uh that's so, like future it's like predicting the future it's funny to see yes uh we saw the famous balloon ladies who waved and thanked us for being out there supporting the runners i'm ashamed to admit that seeing them brought an odd look on my face since they were still many many runners behind them were they going to be swept 
But then I realized we were beyond the sweet point. Duh. So balloon ladies, if you're reading this, my sincerest apologies. If I looked as though I was giving you the stink eye, I love you ladies. <laughs> now, as much as I loved watching the faster runners near the start of the race, once the crowds thinned and we saw the remaining run walkers making that turn up boardwalk bridge, that's when we began to see true perseverance and grit. Like the older woman pushing a walker with a photograph of her late husband taped to the front. My eyes well just thinking about the look of determination on her face. The husband supporting his wife with sweet motivation. And oh, listen to me, Jackie. Here we go. And, <laughs> and the final race was surrounded by volunteers and security who cheered her on, encouraging her to finish. Oh my gosh, I just wanted to run up and hug her for being so awesome. Instead, I hoped and prayed she made it to the end and collected her well-earned medal. Oh, okay, Jackie, uh, you better continue because I'm, I'm getting to wipe this all right. So mine's a little more. So you cheered in the morning and um, it looks like my mom and I headed off to the Magic Kingdom. I still hadn't really seen you at this point. So, so mine says day two Friday. Ooh, how's that for an exciting title? Today would be my first full day at the Disney parks. My mom and I started off at the Magic Kingdom. We relaxed and did some rides and characters. It was cold out and a bit rainy. We ended up meeting with a girl named Laura. I met Laura at dinner at Wine and Dine Half. She decided to do Goofy at that point and was looking for roommates. My mom and I said she could room with us if she wanted. I did warn you that my mom snored. <laughs> so Laura met us at the Magic Kingdom. I learned shortly that Laura and I were two peas in a pod. This girl found humor in the silly things I did. We had so much fun taking pictures with my mom as our own personal photographer. <laughs> then I have some of our favorites, like our Gaston photo near the um, fountain and uh -huh. us hanging on the vine. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, I the believe you didn't get picked out. <laughs> I was feeling more relaxed as the day went on, and I was glad I got all the nerves worked out the night before. Due, the, due to the cold, I realized I was not prepared for what to wear for the next day's half marathon. I only had shorts and a tank top. Oh, my gosh. Lesson, bring gear for all weather. Our friend of ours from our running offered to lend me a pair of capris, so Laura and I decided to head to Epcot to meet up with her and some ladies from the running group. It was so nice to see the girls. We, we are located all over the country, so it's always fun and exciting to hang out and catch up. So Friday night, we headed back to Pop Century somewhat early. I ate a salad and we got ready for the race. One funny thing about my friend Laura is we are so alike in so many ways, but so opposite in others. I was her yin to her yang. While we were both nervous, she becomes more panicky and OCD. Why I, I tended, possibly after my breakdown the night before, to just roll with it. She was very prepared and ready to go while I'm trying to find all my belongings for the race. We took a picture of how different we are show the difference this made me laugh and it's a picture of your costume all neatly organized and mine in a oh ball on the floor. Called it the bulky and uh... yeah i i said she's like the larry and i'm like balky from the show <laughs> perfect strangers uh time for bed we set the alarm for 2 20 a.m oh my goodness I have to pick up a little bit on my post here because it talks about you and the language that we both use is really funny. Um, okay, so let me take a second to get a little mushy about my running group. I first joined our Facebook group back in 2011, but I stayed on the fringes, afraid to fully jump in. Many of us met first face-to-face uh, -face at the Princess Half, but once again, I held back, too nervous to show my crazy in case they were like, who invited this nut? 
Turns out they're all nuts. Wonderfully supportive, encouraging, amazing, hilarious nuts who have blessed my life in more ways than I can count. Okay, mush over. Now, about Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> yep, here comes more mush. Have you ever seen someone on Facebook and knew instantly you both were kindred spirits? Yep, I knew from the start we'd be two peas in the pod. There we go. <laughs> Seeing as how she's fun and carefree, and I have the mentality of a teenager trapped in a, trapped in a 45-year-old body. And we both love posing for goofy photos. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at our photos. They're so hilarious. God, we're weirdos. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my mushy. I love the one where I want to get a grapefruit beer and you're giving me like the, the warning finger. Like, nope, you can't. Oh gosh, I haven't seen that photo in a long time. So yeah, I skipped, which I probably shouldn't have. And then I end my post with, for the record, I wisely resisted, even though it would have helped make sure I got to sleep that night. But that is a foreboding <laughs> foreshadow. So yeah. Dun, 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 dun. After hanging out with the ladies at Epcot, Jackie and I decided to head back to Pop so we'd have plenty of time to line up our outfits for the half marathon, pack our race belts, and get to sleep by nine. One of us wasn't able to sleep, though, at all. And guess who? Yep, both thumbs are pointed at yours truly, which is where we're going to hit in the next <laughs> Day three, Saturday, half marathon day. Today is the Disney Half Marathon. Our alarm went off at 2.30, and I quickly heard Laura crying. Oh, no, what's wrong? The poor thing didn't sleep all night. She was so anxious and upset. I tried to calm her nerves. I remembered while training, I listened to a podcast with Jeff Galley, and he mentioned, as long as you're resting, you're okay. One of his best times was at a race where the following night he had no sleep. I tried to reassure Laura of this. After that, we began to get ready. It was very cold, and we needed to dress warmer than planned. We woke up my mom, and she took this picture of us before we headed to the bus. And it's funny, because we really are very basic. I have, like, a black hoodie jacket. I have the capris. And I did buy, a, like, a printed Mickey red skirt, and then you have on your sparkle. That's right, yes. Uh, red and white, which we tend to still wear. That's our go-to for marathons now. Getting ready for the race is more fun than expected. I was worried about giving up sleep, but it was nice to be able to chill and talk with friends when we got there before we split off into our corrals. One of the things I was most worried about was I was in corral O. They go in alphabetical order, and the latest was P. This means people in earlier corrals got to go an hour ahead of me. For Disney races, you need to maintain a 16-minute mile after the last corral goes. While I can walk a 16-minute mile, it cuts into your time for character stops, something I knew I wanted to do. It also worried me for the full, because I've never gone that far. And then I kind of have some pictures of us pre-race on our way to the corral. I feel like I should pick in with the beginning right. of my blog recap for the half marathon. Soon it was alarm set, lights out, go to sleep time. And that's where my pre-race nightmare began. It all started with a nose whistle. You know, when there's nothing to blow out and you nothing to sniff in, but something is causing an obnoxious whistle in your nose. <laughs> then I nodded off only to wake myself back up with one of those loud snort snores. Right then and there, I knew my insomnia was going to hit me full force. Boy, did it. I tried everything to fall asleep. I counted sheep, both the real and cartoon sort of kind. 
I chanted mantras. I did yoga, relaxation exercises, listened to classical music, then white noise. I tried to read by Kindle, which only hurt my eyes. Mostly, I tried praying. Dear God, if I could only just get four hours of sleep, that would be awesome. Dear God, how about three hours? I could get by with three hours, so please, can you help me out here? Dear God, so apparently three hours is asking just too much, but fine, whatever. I'll take two hours, although that's hardly enough considering I'm running a half today and a full marathon tomorrow, just so you know. <laughs> Dear God, is one blankly blank hour too much to ask for? I mean, seriously, one blankly blank hour? Can I at least have that? Hey, God, me again. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> So I got zero sleep, and when our alarms went off at 2.20, I promptly started to cry. Jackie didn't miss a beat, though. In a groggy voice, she told me about hearing Jeff Galloway talk on a podcast about runners having problems going to bed and how he ran his very best race once with no sleep. So I sucked it up, drank half a Coke, took a quick shower to wash away the brain fuddies, and got ready. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That was my nightmare story and how Jackie kind of like, I just remember that you were just like, you didn't even, you didn't even skip a beat. You were just like, you know, you're fine. Come on. Okay. okay so after some more blah, blah, blah. Oh, Jackie, I love the pictures that we have going to the corral and we're like wearing trash bags and throwaways. And of course we had to stop by the cheerleaders to get a picture with them. Anyway, um, here we go. Have I effectively conveyed how chilly it was? No. Well, it was chilly, and I regretted my outfit choices. Should have worn long pants. Could have worn my cold gear long sleeve. Would have been much more comfy and warm. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Out of that, my worries over being up for 24 hours by the time the corral's first fireworks went off. So yeah, my anxiety was nearing a code yellow. But still, I did my best to just be cool. Besides, it's impossible to not be moved by the energy and excitement of all the many, many runners. So I debated chucking my throwaway pants, but I kept them on in fears of getting them stuck on my running shoes. So we are off. And I have quite the lovely picture by Mob One with my tongue out. Ooh, that's not a good <laughs> picture. Everything felt wrong. My pace was wrong. My stride was wrong. My outfit was extremely wrong, especially after ditching my yoga pants. I was too cold without the jacket, but too hot with it on. My ears kept shifting. I was wearing uh, Minnie Mouse ears. And my brand new iFitness racing belt kept inching up on my waist despite tightening up all the way. Everything felt wrong, wrong, wrong. Things got worse after I tossed my jacket. Huge mistake. One I felt at the core of my soul when a chilly wind slapped me in the armpits. This was not how I wanted my run to go. I could feel my anxiety nearing code orange. Seeing the gorgeous Magic Kingdom sign did lift my spirits, but everything soon felt wrong again, and I didn't know how to make it right, which made me feel even more crappy considering how much my family had sacrificed for me to get to Disney while they were working hard at home picking up my slack. And it pissed me off even more how I was allowing my anxiety to ruin such an amazing experience. Anxiety is a bugger, folks. Now, if my husband were around, this is when I would tell him, I need to get a grip which is our code for I'm falling apart. After nearly 22 years of marriage, Bob knows exactly how to put me back together, but this time I was on my own. So I started thinking about how awesomely supportive my family is, how lucky I was to be there, how much of a blessing it is to have healthy legs to run on. Then I saw it. 
and a banded black jacket, one that matched my outfit much better than the one I had on. Weirdo that I am, I considered this jacket to be a sign that, okay, even though the race had started off rough, I could still turn things around and have a total blast. So I put that sucker on, said thanks to God and the wonderful stranger who had tossed it, and then I did something that I have never done before during a run Disney race. I took out my use, only use in case of emergency earbuds packed in my race belt. I cranked Sing by My Chemical Romance as loud as possible, and I took off running fast and hard, shaking off my anxiety while going into a mental screw it mode. I was going to have fun, damn it. By the time that song ended, I felt much better. Then David Bowie's Heroes came on. And everything started to feel right, right, right. Thank you, My Chemical Romance. Thank you, David Bowie. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That was one of my That's worst. That's awesome. Aww. Yeah. And I saw Leslie Moss. Uh, I think, where was this at? Somewhere when we were entering Epcot. And she took my mini ears because Aww. I just couldn't, I couldn't handle them. And, you know, I, I pulled myself together. And, Yeah. So I think, I think now is a good time for you to pick up. All right. My, that's cool how you wrapped yours up. I really like the emotional level. I think mine's a little more, um, not as exciting, but we'll, we'll, I'll tell you what I got. (laughs) (laughs) Um, day three, time to start running and we're off. One of the hardest parts of the half for me was deciding how much to walk versus run. I hadn't run in three weeks and I didn't want to be sore before I even got to the full. But it's hard not to run when you're feeling good. It was dark and we, when we started, and we were really making our way toward the Magic Kingdom. As you make your way past the Contemporary Resort, you run under this bridge. I always think this is a fun moment. There's always a guy dancing his heart out, giving a breath of fresh air to all the runners. I don't know if they do that anywhere. Remember, they have the DJ up there, and you would dance and wave when you go under the bridge. Ah, was he there? I can't I remember. I don't remember him being there recently. I ran into my friend Sarah at this point. Poor Sarah had been so sick with bronchitis the week before the race. She was doing awesome. What willpower this girl has. She would end up completing the Dopey Challenge, and I'm so glad we got to run together for a bit. And I had someone to share running down Main Street with. We make our way into the Magic Kingdom, and I just love that moment as you're running toward the castle. And I have a little video clip. At this point, I needed to make a bathroom stop. I separated from Sarah, and I tried to stop by the noodle station, but the line was so long, I got back on the course and stopped in Tomorrowland. Lesson, don't stop at the first one. Good advice for the next day. After that, I decided to take my time through the Magic Kingdom, enjoy the surroundings, and that meant lots of selfies. Scrolling through all my selfies at this point. I did stop for one of my favorite characters, Liverlips from Country Bear Jamboree. I fell in love with those bears during our leap day trip. They're so awful that they're fantastic. Here's one of my favorite pictures from the whole weekend. And it's me with Liverlips. So I headed out of the Magic Kingdom to the most narrow stretches of the race. I'd say this section is quite frustrating for fast runners. It's hard to run even if you want to and you're doing so much dodging and weaving. I tried to keep moving. This is around mile six, and I have a photo. They had a contest to decide what would be the year's theme song. This was playing right by mile marker six. Well, lucky for me, for the half, it was my anthem, Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. This song makes me so happy, and I couldn't help but dance and sing while I was running. After this, I found it somewhat of a boring stretch of the race, and I'm walking to reserve my energy for the next day. I ran into my friend Glenn, 
He was with his cousin, and it was nice having company to walk with near the end. The only issue was we were not sure how far those balloon ladies were. What's a balloon lady? The balloon ladies carry balloons and maintain their 16-minute mile. They would sweep or kick people off if you were not at a, if they were, if they, if you fall behind at certain checkpoints. We were afraid we would get swept, so we began to run. We made our way over the big ramp as we neared Epcot, and we saw some friends cheering with their silly sign. And I have some photos of I Tiffany. Was that, oh, is, is that the, if it was easy, it'd be called your mom? Yes. <laughs> And then, yeah, that. you look a little goofy. Picture. I had the same picture on my blog yeah. I'm trying to think who's holding that. I don't know who that is. I see Tiffany. Or, that's um, that's uh, Amy. Amy, Amy. I'm sorry, Amy. Yes, she has one. You look a little goofy. Thirty-nine point three, right? Is that what it says? Yes, yes. All right. And Anna, I have a picture with Anna too. Anna was there. These crazy girls. It's so fun. We made it to Epcot and got some pictures in front of Spaceship Earth. This was Glenn's first half marathon, and I was so excited as we, for him as we drew near the finish. We were about to finish the Disney half marathon, a very fun and exciting moment. Do you have anything near there wrapping up? Yes. So I'm going to pick up uh, near the end here because it is kind of a little funny story about my jacket that I had picked up off the ground. Since mile 13 was near, I took a quick bathroom break to collect myself and repin my ears because I had seen Leslie and she gave me back my ears, which I was kind of happy for because then I, I had them for the finish line photo. But what about that jacket? I didn't want to wear it at the finish line, nor did I want to tie it around my waist, but it didn't feel right to toss it either, seeing as how that jacket was a lifesaver. But alas, my vanity one toss it I did goodbye lovely black jacket I shall never forget you <laughs> sad sad so then I have a picture of me by mile 13 when I saw this gorgeous sign I started to feel super emotional and exhausted and giddy from being up for over 29 hours as proved by my ridiculously huge goober smile here Jackie you know the goober smile I'm talking about <laughs> okay I was excited about finished finishing and sad the race was almost over I was all over the place, and when I ran at the turn and saw the finish line, oh my gosh, my borderline delirium turned me into a total basket case. It only got worse when I heard Defying Gravity playing because I'm a total Wicked fan. So if anyone happened to see a weepy 45-year-old woman wearing mini ears and a red skirt at the finish line, yep, that would be me. And if you listen close, you might hear a few sniffs. So there we go. We were at the end and I like hauled and I got a beer because, you know, queen of good choices. And I remember I got into the line for Goofy in hopes that you would arrive in time to, to join me because it had already closed and you made it just in time. Right. And then we got a picture with uh, Daisy. Daisy. Yeah. And then we went to Pop and got our infamous running over Jackie photo. Okay. That was the day we switched resorts. Yes, which is going to come into play right. later on. So I remember that part. That was a day we yeah. moved from yes. pop to boardwalk. To boardwalk, <laughs> yes. And I said, I was looking forward to relaxing in the hot tub. We quickly packed up our belongings along with my mom and headed down in a cab over there. Of course, we have to make the simple task fun. So we do some crazy pictures along the way. And that was where our car. The bellhop thought we were nut jobs, but we made them laugh. We get to boardwalk, and I want to take an ice bath, or for me, as cold as possible bath with no ice. But we are giving a handicap room with no tub. Oh. Uh, 
you know how much I love my tubbies. There was no regular room available, so we had to roll with it. We showered and headed to the pool. It was low 60s, but the sun was out. When you're from Buffalo, it works. My mom and I hung out, and around 4, I got my favorite pre-race meal, chicken fingers and hot sauce. There's a picture of my yummy chicken fingers. I was feeling sore, and my feet had a couple blisters on the horizon, so I really took it easy all day, knowing my biggest challenge would soon arrive. <laughs> so picking up then on mine i'm not going to read it because this is already we've gone on long enough but i took a nap i took you are you i we we got to boardwalk and then i had dreamed about staying there for the longest time and what did i did i slept for four hours but i needed that to sleep oh my gosh did i it felt so good and then I had, my, nice. I had my first dinner at the wave with a ton of liners and I got myself a beer. Actually, that's a lie. I got two beers because I needed to sleep. I have no regrets about those two beers. <laughs> so there you go, Jackie. That is leading up to day, <gasps> day four, which oh. is the big day. I have it labeled day four, the big day, marathon day, pre-race. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Bring, bring. <laughs> there goes that alarm again. Time to get ready. I woke up very calm and confident. No clue why, but it works. One thing I learned talking with many friends doing the marathon. First, I will say most of my friends are somewhat amateurs. Some are pretty fast. Don't get me wrong, but we're not hardcore runners. We don't try to place or get PRs at Disney. While some may be faster than others, we're all doing it for fun, for accomplishment, and for bling. Anyways, back to one of the interesting, interesting things I learned is how to prepare for race day. I'm not talking about training. I'm talking about what they pack. Some of us are extremely prepared. They have a Girl Scout mentality. I am not one of those people. Laura was. Again, I was a yin to her yang. I talked her out of bringing excessive stuff in her belt while she encouraged me to bring certain things, like lipstick. Another reason I love this girl. Duh. <laughs> I swear some people had freaking groceries in their pockets. I'm just teasing Lynn. Maybe that's just she had bagels and bananas. Maybe it's just my laid-back nature. I packed in my race pouch a pack of sports beans, two blister band-aids, a cliff bar, and a backup phone battery, most important of all. It was still cool, but would warm up by 10, so I went with the tank top and shorts. Quick note about race shirts selection. I had no clue what to wear for the fall. I knew comfort was key, so I wore my lucky race shorts I've worn for years. The day before I left for this trip, I went to the mall and saw a shirt at Victoria's Secret that said, I hate running. I posted on my group, and some of my friends encouraged me to get this. This ended up being a major bonus throughout my run. I'll explain later. I froze in my corral, but it was worth it here. And there's a picture of you and I heading out. This time, my mom didn't even budge to wish us luck. She just slept away. I think we both drove her nose. <laughs> and there's a picture of you with coffee, coffee. And I said, seriously, who can drink coffee before a race? I did eat a Nature Valley granola bar. So here are my major concerns about this race. Number one, I will die. Number two, I will get really injured. Number three, I will poop my pants. I've heard stories. Number four, I will get swept. And number five, I wanted to be able to ride Expedition Everest. I'm so torn between three and four. If I poop my pants, I'm going to get swept anyways. But <laughs> I'd rather just get swept without the poop. So I made it four. 
Pooping pants was a big discussion all weekend and it worried me. I know it's gross, but it's a fact of life. And the fact I could talk about it with Laura, it was I, how I knew we'd get along great. And the fact we both, we both put on a full face of makeup before going to the race. <laughs> all right, so I'll stop there. Oh my gosh. All right, <laughs> I'm like laughing because so much of mine is like repeats, but. All right, so this one is about the big mama, the WDW full marathon. It was awesome. So, okay, where to start? Right, with Jackie and I getting to bed at around 8.30 on Saturday night, feeling oddly calm compared to the psychotic mess I was on Friday night. Thanks to God and a little help from Mr. Bud Light, I slept wonderfully well. Once our multiple alarms went off at 2.20, though, I found out Jackie didn't sleep at first. Oh, man, did she have the same insomnia nightmare as me? But no, toss up another praise. She was able to drift off. Phew. Hey, Jackie, can I pause for a second to, to note that, what, 2.20? We woke up at 2.20. That's, like, late compared hey, to that sounds so late. It does. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So during the half, I was annoyed by my migrating mini ears and wandering belt, so I decided to keep my outfit simple this time, my favorite running skirt and fileless shirt. But which visor, the cute coordinating one or the boring but comfortable one I wear all the time at home? I wised up and picked boring. See, you can teach a vain dog new tricks. Jackie, <laughs> Jackie wore a fantastic Victoria's Secret tank that said, I hate running. I thought it was hilarious in a wonderfully sarcastic way. And so did everyone else except this one gal who questioned why she was there then. Jeez, lighten up, buttercup. Oh, my gosh. Remember that? Yep. Why are you here then? Why are you here? Because I had a mission to hustle to the merchandise tent in hopes there were pre-order commemorative jackets available. We left our room at about three o'clock. I thought we'd be a bundle of nerves considering most of our previous conversations revolved around finishing the color of our pee, hydration, and whether or not we were able to poo, but we were still oddly calm. Maybe because time was up and there was nothing more we could do to prepare. Besides, we did our training. We took care of ourselves the best we could pre-ways. Well, if you don't count Mr. Bud Light, what was done was done, and there's nothing left to worry about. I remember that, Jackie. Like, we were just so calm. Yeah, it was weird. It was very weird. But this is also when I made my biggest mistake of the day by grabbing only a Nature Valley granola bar for breakfast. It was so not enough, not even close, and something that would kick me in the rear come mile 22. I'm going to read this last chapter, then I'm going to turn, I mean, paragraph, then I'm going to turn it over to you, Jackie. After arriving at Epcot's parking lot, the monorail passed over us, which Jackie said was good luck. Nice. Then at the merchandise tent, there were plenty of commemorative jackets for sale. Double nice. They were also selling banners for $40, and since Jackie's son loves Donald Duck, she bought a half marathon sign to surprise him with. I know this sounds weird, but we took it as a sign both literally and figuratively, that everything was going to be okay. We would finish and have a great time. Triple nice. Nice. So, so I just get into meeting people and get into the corral and a bunch of blah, blah, blah. So let's take it back to you then. All right. So I kind of talk about um, buying the race jacket and the banner, but I'll skip that part while I repeat it. Um, I will say we chatted with some friends, wished everyone good luck, and headed to our corrals. That's kind of where I'm at. I walked alone to Corral O. Everyone else I knew was ahead of me, and I waited. I have to say the vibe today wasn't as fun. People seem more hardcore, not as chatty. 
bleh. Oh, well. Pretty soon I'd be off, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited. I was bored. Luckily, a friend of mine had texted while, while back before bag check, and we were texting a bit before the race, which helped time pass and kept my mind off breathing and the possibility that I might die or poop my pants in the near future. <laughs> we slowly moved up toward the starting line, and it was almost time to go. All right. I will, I will throw in this one paragraph. As you can tell by my throwaways, it was rather chilly, but not as bad as the morning of the half. Jackie had left her jacket in bag check, so before we separated, I gave her mine. That's love, y'all. Okay, remember oh, that? I gave good. you my jacket. You know how I hate to be cold, so that was major. I didn't remember that. Yeah. All right. It's time to run a marathon. So the race has now begun, and we are off. Before the race began, I decided to look at it a bit differently. Instead of 26 miles, somewhat overwhelming, I looked at it as five different obstacles. Number one, getting to the Magic Kingdom. Number two, making it through the Richard Petty Speedway. Number three, get to Animal Kingdom and ride Everest. Number four, survive the highway to hell, that long stretch of inclined boring highway. And number five, get through Disney's Wild World of Sports. So I cross the starting line and begin my journey through Walt Disney World. It's still dark and I make my way through miles one through three. I intended to do one minute walk, one minute run, but I'm feeling good. So I just try to run as much as possible. I also realized with wanting Expedition Everest as a goal, I need to gain some time ahead of those balloon ladies. My typical jog is 12 to 13 minutes. But with characters, bottlenecking, and potential injury on this long run, I knew I needed to make up my time early to stay ahead. It's kind of weird running the exact same route as the day before. I kind of wished it was different. At the same time, I prefer the new parts of the later part of the race. So right after mile three, I'm heading to the TTC. The sun is up and there's lots of people cheering, the runners on. And that's when I notice all these people pointing and smiling and yelling things at me. I turned down my headphones and realized they're, they're noticing my I hate running shirt. And they're yelling, we hate running too. And they're laughing and cheering me on. I never expected this, but it made it so much fun. I love interacting this way. This would continue the entire race, and I felt like I had so many people cheering me on just as they, just because they liked my shirt, and it made them laugh. I made my way past the contemporary down the tunnel with the dancing guy on top. As I completed this section, I could tell my feet had a couple of blisters forming, and I planned on making a stop at the ladies' room in the Magic Kingdom. Just as I was about to get there, I ran into two of my Facebook friends from my running group, Sage and Jennifer. This was so cool to me to be running with 20,000 people. And that moment you see someone you know, it just makes you ecstatic. We rounded the corner at Main Street USA and we got a photo together. I made sure I stopped in front of the castle again as well. Let me note throughout this race, I have been taking pictures, tweeting, posting on Instagram and on Facebook. I'm sure many serious runners would disapprove of this and frown upon it. I'm careful, and I make sure I use race etiquette when I take my walk breaks, but I have mad texting and running skills. I'm just saying. I had planned to stop the Tomorrow Room restroom, Tomorrowland restroom, but they wouldn't let people over there, so I had to wait to go near Pinocchio House. I used this moment to regroup a bit. I went to the bathroom, then I sat on the bench outside and decided to take off my sneakers and apply two blister band-aids I brought. First time I've used items from my running belt. I also realized I could have used one or two more than I had brought with me. After this, I put my shoes back on and headed through the castle. I waved hi to Anna and Elsa, and I was on my way. But I made sure I stopped for a photo near the Liberty Bell. 
I made my way through Frontierland. I'm disappointed the country bears were not there, though. And I kept running. We passed Grand Floridian and Polynesian Resort, and we were about to hit obstacle number two, the Richard Petty Speedway. This scared me because I knew it was a big, open area with no shade, and it was slanted. I just got through it, and at the end, I made sure I posted on Facebook, mile nine, ka-chow. The portion after the race after this, I was very unfamiliar with. No clue where I was. It started getting cloudy, and it kind of felt wildernessy. Seemed fitting for my favorite characters which suddenly showed up, the country bears. After that, we seemed to hit the sewage treatment stinky portion of the race. Didn't realize we would run through this. Kind of funny when in Disney World. And I was making my way through Obstacle 3, Animal Kingdom, and I was feeling good at this point. I ate my Cliff Bar and kept to keep my energy up, and I swear, someone sprinkled pixie dust in my shoes. So I'm running through Animal Kingdom wondering, do I have enough time to ride Everest? I've been texting friends throughout, trying to see if anyone heard on social media where those balloon ladies were. As I ran near Expedition Everest, I saw other runners going in line. I heard about runners can go get fast passes, but I was directed toward the regular line. I was nervous. But more and more runners were getting in line after me, so I felt a little better. And I got to ride Everest. And I have a video of me riding the race. I was worried after I rode this, it would be hard to get started back up running, but it was an adrenaline kick and I was so excited on my way to the 13 mile marker. So now I've completed the first half of the marathon and now we're going to kick it over to you, Laura, as we begin part two and what I think is a much different story as you oh get boy. the second half of a marathon. <laughs> oh boy, was it. I'm going <laughs> to skip. I, I, my post is so long. We would be here for another three hours. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just going to hit on a very, just a couple things from my post up to this point. One thing to remember is a little thing I like to call the phantom P syndrome. That's where you're like right before a race and you are sure that you have like to go to the bathroom in a big majorly way, but then you go and it's only like a thimble full. Phantom <laughs> P, that's going to come into play later on. All right. So I'm picking off with where we had started and woohoo, we were off. There's something so magical about running that first half mile on a dark highway, surrounded by the sound of pounding feet and heavy breathing as fireworks go off behind you, growing farther and farther away. Before the start of the race, Ginny and I chatted up a storm, but now she was silent and reserved. My paranoia kicked in. Had I annoyed her? Was she thinking of a tactful way to ditch me? So I asked, are you okay? She then told me how the enormity of what we were about to do running 26.2 miles had overwhelmed her, bringing on a mini meltdown moment of panic. But like most meltdowns, this too shall pass. She relaxed and we went back to having fun. My meltdown was to come at mile 12. <laughs> and boy, did it. All right, so I am jumping ahead because we all love a good breakdown story or two, right? <laughs> I know, right. So here we are, and uh, we're at mile 12. Now, remember how Ginny had her meltdown near mile one? Well, after passing the mile 12 mark, it was my turn. I became overwhelmed by the fact that once we hit 13.1 miles, we'd have to run that entire distance all over again. Oh my gosh. But again, this too shall pass, and I calmed down. 
Well, Jackie, th that was my <laughs> that was my first breakdown. My second one is a little bit more epic, but uh, <laughs> and you have one around this point. Yeah, I look we're right around the same part in the course. So for me, I was I was good in mile thirteen, and then I think it was around mile fourteen where I start I start hurting, struggling. So I can take it from there if you want. Where I'm at. Go ahead. All right. So I'm just past the halfway point, and I run into two friends, Danny and Karen. I can't stress how rejuvenating it feels when you see someone you know on a course. I think this made the race so much better than if I was completely alone. Also, texts are coming through my phone. Obviously, people are waking up. At one point around mile 13, I get a text telling me the Buffalo Bills got a new coach. If you know me, you know I'm a huge Buffalo Bills fan. This is very important info, and I appreciate people knowing I would want to know right away, despite the fact I'm running a marathon. And just as I'm running with Danny and Karen, I run into Sage, Jennifer, and Bill. This is freaking fantastic. It's like a reunion at mile 14. So now I have three obstacles down. Here's the thing. I thought it was Wide World of Sports, then the Highway to Hell. But the Highway to Hell came first. So the whole time I'm on it, I didn't even realize where I was. I just kept wondering where was the Wide World of Sports. I should have known by the way I felt. This by far was the hardest stretch for me. I was running with Sage and Jennifer, and such a good friend that Sage is. She's trying to keep my mind in a good place, and she's being silly and goofy, but for the first time, I was really hurting. I was really uncomfortable, and I was worried Krabby Jackie may erupt. I knew I needed to just get through and focus like Danielson, like Karate Kid, and I told them I just need to go ahead. It began to rain at this point, and I was getting worried if it would lead to more blisters, but I just kept going, and for the first time in my life, my shins really, really hurt. I started wondering, do I have a stress fracture? Because why not jump to the conclusion my bones are breaking? It's quite logical. It actually felt better if I attempted to run versus walk, though I know under the sound of the music, I could hear with my headphones, there were moments I was groaning in pain. I specifically remember going, ooh, 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 ow, as I was running. <laughs> Sorry if I scared any runners nearby. Then came the lovely medical tent and the wonderful product, BioFreeze. I applied this to my shins. I took a Tylenol and I shuffled on, probably looking like a granny. Curse you, highway to hell that I didn't even know I was on. I will still say, despite this painful hour or so, mentally I was happy. I was having the time of my life. This was probably the lowest point. But deep down, I was happy. It's so funny because you had this breakdown on the highway to hell around, the, and I had mine, my my big one on mile seven. So was it mile seven? That was when mine finished. Like I, it's so funny. We we're opposite because I got to mile seventeen. I was like, oh, there's wild world of sports, and you were probably like the reverse. <laughs> so, for, so for our listeners. We warned you there was going to be poop ahead, and here it is. <laughs> oh my gosh, my husband is going to die when he realizes I'm, I'm reading this on the air. Anyway, here we go. Now, around this point, when we're heading towards ESPN Wild World, World of Sports, I started to worry, not about whether I would finish, no, about a runner's second biggest fear, the dreaded runner's trot. I know I'm getting into TMI territory here, but hey, if you want a true perspective from a first-time marathoner, you're going to get it. See, <laughs> Sorry, See, I might have accidentally farted. My apologies to those around me. 
Then I started to worry about something else accompanying that fart. The more I worried, the more my mind started to play tricks on me until I became a paranoid wreck. Gotta say, phantom pee syndrome ain't got nothing on phantom poo syndrome. I told Jenny I needed to use the bathroom like as soon as possible. So we picked up our pace and busted a move for the next mile with me having these awful horrendous visions of people laughing behind me, taking pictures of my backside that would soon be plastered all over the internet in various memes, forcing me to change my identity and go into hiding for the rest of my life and never do a run Disney race again, which would really suck since I was already signed up for the Princess Half Marathon, which is my favorite race weekend, so missing it would be awful. Like I said, my imagination was going a little crazy. And that's all it ended up being once we reached the bathroom. Nothing but an overactive anxiety boost imagination because everything was just fine. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, my goodness. I'm going to pick up on, because you said, you talked about rain. And we must have been in, uh, Jen and I must have been in ESPN uh, because I write, After it started to rain, though, I kind of had a slight meltdown by trying to detach my visor and pull a plastic bag from my race belt to put my phone in. I kept dropping things, which made me feel so clumsy and stupid, and the harder I tried, the more clumsy I became. So Jenny slowed with me, holding my goo packs and patiently putting me back together mentally. Then later, we witnessed something that unglued us both. Because the ground was now extra wet at the water station, we saw a woman fall hard. It happened so fast, we couldn't tell if it was because she was cut off or what. And at first, it seemed like she was okay, but when she went to raise her arm, it was clearly broken. I just couldn't believe it. We felt horrible for her, just horrible. So please, please, people, be careful at water stations. Slow down so water doesn't spill when you grab a cup. And for the love of God, please don't do the dramatic dump water over your head stunt until you're far away from the tables and on the side. You never know who that might hurt later on. Uh, I know I told that story before, but I'm sorry. It was, it was worth one more. I'm going to fast forward to mile 22. Here's where things got real. When it began to sink in fully that in only 4.2 miles, I was going to be a marathoner. But somewhere around mile 22, I realized just how major of a mistake it was not eating a bigger breakfast. I had been hungry since the midway point, but goo packs, water, Powerade, and a banana at mile 18 and snacks from spectators did a good job of holding it back. Everything changed once we entered Hollywood Studios, though. I felt drained, starving, and, oh, how to put this? Okay, you know how sometimes you get too tired to sleep? Well, even though I had a protein bar and another Nature Valley in my belt, I was too hungry to eat, and I couldn't stop. The train was rolling, and the thought of stopping made me worried I'd be off the tracks for good, so I told myself to carry on and enjoy the sights. After running through Disco Alley, I did take a Mr. Good Bar at mile 22.5, but oh my gosh, another big mistake. I almost lost said Mr. Good Bar at mile 22.75. So I'm going to skip uh, because, you know, I did make myself eat half of a Nature Valley, but oh my gosh, I was ill and the thought of drinking any more Powerade made me feel like chunking again. Moving on, and Jackie, I'm passing it to you. All right. I was about to head out of Hollywood Studios toward the Epcot Resort. I love this area of Disney, and I knew my mom would be there cheering me on. As I made my way over the hill outside Beach Club Resort, I could see my mom in the distance cheering. 
I started waving and jumping, yes, jumping at mile 24, and she didn't spot me yet. Finally, she saw me, and she was so excited taking pictures and jumping and telling all her new friends she made, that's her, that's her, as if they couldn't tell. I didn't, get, I didn't cry or get emotional. I did feel a lump in my throat, though. My mom was so proud of me, and everyone was so proud around her and so happy to see us together. And now I will make my way on to Epcot, the final home stretch. Oh, your mom was such a sweetheart. She was really cute. And so patient of all of our <laughs> nonsense. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right, I'm going to pick up then with where Ginny and I entered World Showcase. Oh, how I love running through Epcot's World Showcase. It's one of my favorites. Let me backtrack a little. I mentioned how before this, we were passing characters with absolutely no line. It physically pained me not stopping for a selfie with the fairy godmother. And in oh, World goodness. Showcase, Belle had no line. A princess with no line, unheard of. But Ginny and I were in major just finish mode. But somewhere after mile 25, it happened. My major wall. The combination of not sleeping on Friday night, running a half the day before, and my lack of nutrition hit me full force, making me feel so nauseous and so exhausted and so depleted that I had to say something even more painful than passing a non-existent fairy godmother character photo line. Jenny, I have to slow down. Are you kidding me? With only about one mile to go, my body decides it's a great time to fall apart? Gotta say. This annoyed me to no end. I did not want Jenny to have to slow her pace because of me, not after everything we've been through so far. And earlier throughout the race, whenever we saw groups of spectators, I had so much fun throwing my hands up in the air, thanking them for being there and stirring them up even more. But now I could barely manage a weak fist pump. So annoying. Thank God for Jenny. She did a fantastic job building my spirits back up. In a very gentle but firm way, she basically denied my fatigue and told me to keep moving. We've got this, making me forget about being tired and hungry. I wanted to finish strong, so it was my turn to suck it up, buttercup. That's and good, before, before, before we knew it, we saw this beautiful, amazing, gorgeous sign. And I have a picture of mile 26. I am a little disappointed, however, that I didn't look more excited in my picture. I mean, look at Jackie's mile 26 photo, and I have you doing a jump shot, like a perfect jump shot in front of you. So go ahead, Jackie. I think it's time for you to pick up here, huh? <laughs> and I just have, and now this is it, the moment I pushed myself for. I actually somewhat took my time from here to the finish. I had energy, but I wanted to take it all in. So many people were cheering from everywhere. I saw that mile marker 26, and that's where I got that jump shot photo. I was just about there. I could see the finish line in my view, but I stopped to get a picture with Minnie right before crossing. And I have this awesome picture of me and Minnie Mouse and the finish line right behind us. So I'm going to share my finish line story. It might not be cool. Actually, looking back now, I'm like, oh, because I'm not happy with the way it turned out. But I think it's pretty neat. While the race is going on, people can watch from a live feed. I knew my friend Tim and my cousin Shannon were watching. Both knew I had been getting close to the finish. So as I'm standing near Minnie, the announcer notices my shirt. He says over the speaker, that's my favorite shirt of the whole race, the I hate running shirt. Shannon and Tim knew he was talking about me as they're watching it on their computers. 
Shannon told me she started crying in that moment. Oh my God, I'm getting emotional. Aww. And then, and then I hear, sorry, what the? <laughs> <laughs> it's not me this time. <laughs> Go ahead, blur butt. <laughs> and I swore. And then I hear, I, and then I yell, Buffalo! And the announcer begins to tell me that Rex Ryan is the new coach. And I actually have a clip. Um, my cousin filmed it on her computer. And you can see him say, Rex Ryan's the new coach. So I have a few different views of the race. I have, like, her view on the computer, obviously, and then my finish line photos. And um, if you look at the blog, I think you can see a video of it. Well, you're forgetting then, to mention who the announcer was. Oh, John Pelkey. I John know. Pelkey. With John Pelkey. So, um, anyways, I hated that Rex Ryan ended up being our coach. But in that moment, it was kind of cool. I did it. I finished. I can honestly say I believe I could have done it on my own. However, without the support of friends and family at the race, texting me throughout, on Facebook, updating me, and running with me, it would never have been such a fun, rewarding experience. And oh. while I was alone, I was never alone. Aww. Oh, I know. Shannon, Aww. she always gets me. <laughs> That's so sweet. All right, so I'm going to pick up with uh, my blubber moment because we all love a good blubber, right? Now, unlike the day before, I didn't cry at the finish line, but sometime after we gathered our goodie boxes and bags from Gear Check, I called my husband Bob and became a wee blubbery mess. He couldn't under... Oh my gosh, this is so ridiculous. He could... <laughs> He couldn't understand a word I said, so his first response was, are you okay? Did you get hurt? But after I managed to eke out a, no, I'm a marathoner, he told me how proud he was of me. More tears. I love my man. Oh, my God. And this awful. <laughs> and it's like we it's laugh at each other. Like, you guys can't see us oh, right God. now. Okay. My black eye crying. <laughs> black eyes crying in the rain. That's not the way the song goes, but anyway. Oh, All right, gosh. Jackie. After after that, uh, I don't know where to go. I, know. I do know where to go. I actually I do know where to go because this is kind of going to make everything come full circle for the ridiculousness that is Laura and Jackie. So we we got some to summarize. We got some wonderful character photos. We I we danced to. Yeah, I have to say, Laura, you waited for me. Yes, you. I think Jenny Jenny went back right. Yes. You're alone. Okay. So Laura waited and it was so cool to see you there because my mom wasn't there. She was over at another part of the course. So you were my only person there at the finish area and you were so excited and we, we danced and oh my gosh, we had so much fun. Oh my Here gosh, we had, Beyonce, Beyonce buddy. Remember? Oh, our, yes. Beyonce buddy? Our, our own Mickey guy. I mean, considering we just ran our first marathon, we were dancing like crazy, which I guess now is normal for us, but at that point, we, that was a, like a first. So it was so crazy. We had so much fun. Shake It Off came on, I remember. And, and, and the even song. I danced to sing along, oh, even though it's not my favorite song. And the happy song. I'm so Oh my happy. gosh. That was. <laughs> but that was when we also discovered that, you know, after you run a big marathon, your legs can lock up. Sitting down is the worst thing you can do. Move, dance, walk around, get, shake out that lactic acid. That really helped yes. us with soreness later on. For sure. So it wasn't just us being silly. There was a, a good reason. So after we, know it. <laughs> after we had, I had some beers and we had our silly fun and some tons of character pictures. So getting back to our posts and what happened next? I did have plans to get jump shots with Nikki later on though. So we headed to the Pop Century Art of Animation bus stop. The same one we got in after the half. 
foreshadow hint number one. While writing to Pop, we once again shared stories and photos, and I told Jackie about my attempts to text Bob near the boardwalk, the resort we had moved to after the half. Foreshadow hint number two, kind of an obvious one. After we arrived at Pop Century, however, Jackie looked at me with this panicked look and said, oh my God, Laura, we're at the wrong resort. I looked at the pop sign and said, no, we're cool, thinking she had meant we were at Art of Animation. Dumbass moment number one. No, Laura, we moved out of Pop Century. Oh, crap. Dumbass moment number two. We could have ridden the bus back to the race, but we were tired and we smelled and I was hungry and we smelled, so we decided to grab a cab using the $10 Jackie has stowed in her bag. As fate would have it, the same bellhop who took a picture of us goofing off on the golf cart after the half was there again. He remembered us and took this picture. A very funny photo that still makes me laugh. Jackie, one, we did not hesitate to share online because a little self-deprecation does a soul good. <laughs> so there you I go. I remember that. Like, here you're so tired. You just want to shower and then, like, another hour of our day was wasted. And this was pre-Uber. So. Yes. That's, that's funny. That's like the one, I'm like a cab. I'm like, oh, pre-Uber. Pre-Uber. But pre as always, it's still a good idea to, to tuck a 10 or some money yes. on you because you just never know. You know, your battery dies in your phone. and you, <laughs> I know. Think about it. Think about it. So there you go. So, Jackie, do you have any more? Right. I have a, a wee bit. I, I, it's weird. I kind of, my blog kind of just cuts off right there. Well, so I, can you, sum, I can sum it up by saying, all right. All in all, my experience running the Goofy Challenge was absolutely incredible. In fact, the whole trip was incredible. Ginny was an absolute joy to run with, and Jackie, don't even get me started. She's like a total soul sister who shares my belief that life is just way too short to hide your crazy. So there you go. That's Jackie and I's first marathon experience that really just, God, Jackie, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I really, it's really cool to look back. Um, if you're, you know, doing your first race, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, you'll get through, you'll enjoy it. And, and one write tip, about and it. Write about I was it. just going to say that, write about it, because I think you're the one who told me, write about it. And I'm yes. So, I'm so glad I did, because memory, your memory fades, details fade. The things we're bringing up, I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot that happened. And it's really, really fun to look back at, at those moments. So um, thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this little different format we went with this week. And if you want, look for us, joyful underscore miles on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. We do have a group on Facebook, the Joyful Miles Running Club. It's a great way to get to know everyone, other runners, and um, plan for future races together. Also, I just want to remind everyone, if any Joyful Milers are going to Paris, sadly, Laura and I and Robert are not able to make it, but we still, I know, but our good friend, Jenna Lynn, is going to host a Joyful Miles meetup there, along with Gerald from Res Runs, and that is going to be on Saturday, September 22nd, and it's at 4 p.m. at the Lakeside Events Arena, so if you are running in Paris, check out the Joyful Mile meetup there. Good chance to meet up with some friends. <laughs> Good morning. And if you like this podcast, please be sure to leave us a nice review. We love it. It makes us feel warm and fuzzy. So thank you for tuning in and have a joyful day. Take care, everybody. Joyful. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my, oh, I can almost lift my shoulder. That's exciting. Uh, <laughs> and oh, man. Uh, <laughs>